0: Lord, it's good to be here for another great Wednesday night, United, believing God for wonderful things to be seen from the Word of God. We are thankful for all that God's doing in our lives, all that God's doing in your life. And uh, we believe that uh, good things, good things are on the horizon and on the way. The Lord has uh, been talking to me a lot recently about a lightening. Uh, that is occurring in our nation and and when I say lightening uh, uh, it's it's it 's a lessening a lightening is the word the Lord used with me and you 've always got to be careful about the extremes on both sides of any subject you know i'm i'm not a uh, i 'm not a, of of course I teach on politics because i 'm a pastor. But I don't make that my focus. But I want you to understand something. That uh, you, you have the extremes on both sides. And you have the one side, the conservative side, which most of us fall on. All right? Because we are conservative. We have biblical values. And we are always accusing the other side of cancel culture and uh, extreme viewpoints and all these different things. I, I want you to understand, as your pastor, you need to understand something. There are things that just don't matter. There are things that just don't matter. There are people's opinion, and that's what it is. It's their opinion. And they have a right to their opinion. Now, I'm saying all this for a reason. If you get caught up in all of that, then you start carrying the heaviness that's in the world. And you're not supposed to be carrying the heaviness that's in the world. The, the, the yoke and the burden that I carry is the yoke and the burden of Christ. And he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. And so there is a lightning that's coming there. Listen, you hear the extremes on both sides, the extreme side, even in Christian circles, is to look, the sky is falling, everything's going wrong, everything's going bad. Our pastor, Pastor Caldwell, just ministered here on Sunday night and talked about how the Lord will restore. That's what God said He's going to do. And so we've got to keep our focus on the things that God has said and what has God proclaimed and keep our focus along those lines and then we walk in victory, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, Don't forget, real quickly, I'll give you this announcement real quickly. Of course, first of all, don't forget that this, of course, this weekend we'll all be there together, uh, Sunday morning and Sunday night, but guys, don't forget uh Saturday morning is our covenant keepers meeting we're going to have a great breakfast you know we always have a great breakfast buffet there's going to be eggs and sausage and bacon and biscuits and it's just phenomenal spread the uh, the the group their hospitality does a great job and uh we're excited about uh the fellowship time that we're going to have together and I wanted, I wanted to give you guys uh, uh, kudos and give you a big attaboy. I was watching Sunday morning service. Uh, Pastor Marie was ministering. And during the announcements, it said, uh, gentlemen, this Saturday as Covenant Keepers. You guys brought the walls down. I could hear you yelling about that. Uh, 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 over the YouTube broadcast. That was such a blessing. It really inspired me and made me so grateful to be your pastor. And I thank you so much for your support. And many of you have been supporting us for 25 years, and we sure appreciate your support. So uh, be uh, be aware that we've got something good for you. Bring a guy with you. Uh, last, uh, the last time that we were together as Covenant Keepers, we were packed Every seat was packed, every table was full, and we really had a good meeting. Bring somebody with you. If you want to bring a guest, bring a guest with you, and let's fill the room and, uh, and learn what God wants us to do. Amen. Isn't the Lord good? And then, of course, uh, beginning Monday, actually it begins Sunday, uh, but you won't be able to watch Sunday because I'll be there and you'll be listening to me preach. But beginning Sunday is the uh, Little Rock Six Days of Faith. And it kicks off with Candy and Stephen LaFlora, then uh, Pastor Mark Gazaway from uh, Faith Builders Raytown, Pastor Angela from Faith Builders Raytown, and then uh, myself and Pastor Michelle will finish the week out. So that's coming up as well, this coming up week. And uh, so God's good to us. We got a lot of faith building to do. Amen. I want to begin a new series here uh, 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 for you. On Wednesday evenings and we'll probably even teach on it Sunday morning. The power in the word. The power in the word. I want to start this off. Brother Hagin said something. He said, if you want to experience a triumphant Christian walk over the devil, the flesh, and the world, then it costs the same price it always has. And he said this, you'll have to be thoroughly word-based living by the principles in God's Word, and you start by crucifying your own flesh and learning to walk in the God kind of love. Notice what he said, you'll have to be thoroughly word-based, thoroughly word-based. Now, I'm teaching this because the Lord's been dealing with me about a few things, and I've seen this over the years, and I'm kind of seeing it again there are many things that believers will state are the most important thing to a believer. And you'll hear people say prayer is the most important thing. Uh, they'll say worship, praise and worship is the most important thing. Fasting is the most important thing. Uh, having hands laid on me is the most important thing. Well, the single most important thing in the life of a believer is simply the Word of God. That's the single most important thing, all right? The power of the Word of God is what can produce effective change in any area of the believer's life. It's oversimplified to say the Word has the answer, and it might even be more oversimplified to say this, the Word is the answer. All right, the Word is the answer. The surest way to get healed, delivered, and set free is by the Word of God. and, And I'll go one farther. You show me somebody that's constantly in the Word, and I'll show you somebody that's constantly free. Because Jesus said you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss sometimes when I run across people consistently, Christian people, believers, that are talking about all the, the pressure, all the oppression, all of this, and I just feel bound, and I just feel chained up. Well, are you in the Word? Because if you're in the Word, there's freedom. You understand? There, there, there's freedom in the Word. And, and this is so important because, because that's where the power of God is contained. The power of God's contained in the Word of God. Amen. You, you can't renew the mind through prayer. I cannot pray enough to renew my mind. I can't renew my mind through worship. I can't even renew my mind through fasting. All right? You cannot renew the mind through the laying on of hands. It requires the Word to renew the mind. And we'll delve into that deeper in another message. But it requires the Word to renew the mind. Brother Hagin made a statement one time. He he actually told a story. And he said when he was pastoring one of the uh, churches in his early days of ministry, he said uh, they held every Friday night, they had what they called deliverance meetings. And people would come and get delivered. Now, we're not talking about sinners we're talking about believers that felt like there was a bondage in their life or something of that nature. And they would come and, and they would get delivered. All right? They had deliverance meetings for them. And he said, then after a while, it seemed like that was kind of waning. And he said, so we, we changed the, ma- the name and I called them Getting Free Meetings. And he said, all the people that had got delivered came to get free. And he said, we did that for a little while. And then it seemed like that was waning. And he said, so we started having, having loosening meetings. And he said all the people that had got delivered, all the people that had got free, and then all the people uh, that, that went to those first two meetings came to the loosening meetings. And he said, so I started going out and talking to them at their house. And he said, I'd walk along the corn rows with the farmer and pick some corn and, and, and talk to them as they were working and, and visit with them. And he said, all of these people had been coming to these deliverance meetings, uh, getting free meetings, loosening meetings. And he said, and if I could see any difference in them, I didn't know it because nothing had changed. And he said, that bothered me, and I went to the Lord, and I asked him about it. And the Lord said to him, you're trying to do through the laying on of hands what only the Word can do. You're trying to get people free by laying hands on them. Only the Word can free them. Because listen, this is so important. There's times that people come and they get some help by the laying on of hands. If they don't get in the Word and stay free, they'll be back in bondage. Because more than likely, they were set free by the anointing on the one laying hands on them. Amen. And if they don't get back in the Word and they don't get in the Word and stay free, they'll go back into bondage. I've I've watched this over the years. I I remember one time... Uh, I've I've watched people that they would come up uh, uh, that were dealing with something, an addiction, something of that nature, and, and they would come up, and they would get help. They would get maybe immediate help. But I've also watched that person, they wouldn't stay in the Word, and they went back to that lifestyle because it's the Word that keeps you free. You cannot do by the laying on of hands, what the Word can do. Hallelujah. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13, it says this, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when you received the Word of God that you heard of us, you received it not as the Word of men, but as it is in truth the Word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. One translation says, which has living power in you who have faith. The Amplified Bible says it is exercising its superhuman power in those who adhere to, trust in, and rely on it. It's exercising its superhuman power in those that adhere to, trust in, and rely on it. So the word will effectually work. All right? That that's so important. The word will effectually work and it will work its superhuman power in those who believe. All right? So, so do you see that when when the Bible uses the phrase work concerning the, by, the the word of God when it uses the word work it's active, it's working right now. The word of God is exercising its superhuman power in those that believe hallelujah see God works in us and through us by his word God works in me and through me by his word the the work of God is worked in you by the word of God and we'll talk about this in a moment That the avenue, the Holy Spirit needed an avenue to get the power of God into your life, the life and the nature of God into your life. And the avenue that he chose was the Word of God. That's the avenue. The Bible says that the the gospel, we could say the Word, is the power of God. Unto salvation. Notice what it doesn't say. It does not say just that it contains power, it says it is the power. It is the power. If think about this, whatever you start applying the word to begins to manifest in your life. Hallelujah. When, when for instance, when you got born again, when you got born again, you were a sinner. But you believe the Word. That's what the Bible says. You believe the Word. What does the Word say? You're saved. What happened? A manifestation of the Word in your life, salvation. So what begins to happen when you begin to to operate the principles of the Word of God in any other area? See, we can say, well, it, it begins to come to pass. But here's an even deeper meaning. The Word of God begins to replicate itself in your life. Whatever you're believing for, if 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 you're believing for healing, and you begin to meditate on the scriptures concerning healing, the word replicates healing in your body. You become what you see in the word. You become what you believe in the word. You want to know why I'm never bound? The word says I'm free, and I believe what the word says. The Word replicates that in my life. You can't keep me bound. You can't bind me because the Word says I'm free. The the person that will repel sickness and disease is the person that will say the Word says that I'm free. The Word says I'm healed. The Word says I'm delivered, and the Word is then replicating that in their life. So important. So important. Then I understand that the word is so supernatural that it can replicate itself in my life. Oh, hallelujah. In, uh, in uh, Mark chapter 16, we see this, Mark 16 and verse 15. This is a familiar verse, familiar verses, but I want you to see this. Verse 15, Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Well, remember, the gospel is the power of God. If you're preaching the gospel, you're preaching the word. If you're preaching the word, you're preaching the gospel. And he said to preach it to every creature. And he that believes the word and is baptized shall be saved. He that does not believe the word will be condemned. And these signs shall follow them that believe the word. In my name they'll cast out devils. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Oh, hallelujah. So then, after the Lord had spoken these words, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached. What would they be preaching? The word everywhere, the Lord working with them, And confirming the word with signs following. One translation says, while the Lord worked with them, confirming their message by the signs that attended it. So notice, the Lord confirmed the word. The Lord confirmed the word. He did not do a thing until they preached the word. They preached the word and then he confirmed it. Understand that. You get in the Word and the signs will follow. And that's that's not not just ministering the Word, right? That's your personal life as well. You get in the Word and the signs of you being in the Word will follow. If you get in the Word, the signs will follow. Something will change in your life. Because the Word is supernatural in that it replicates itself in your life. That's why it's important that you don't just know principles, faith principles, Word of faith principles. You are actively engaging the Word on a daily basis, and the Word is replicating itself in your life. Glory to God. The Lord confirmed the Word. If we could just pray and get people saved, there'd be no reason to send people to preach the Word. we got to preach the Word because you got to believe the Word. Signs follow the Word, not the individual. I, I use this as a reference a lot, but when the Lord asks us to come out of debt, we, we found all the verses that we could find on debt freedom in the word of God. And, and, you know, people say, yeah, and then you begin to confess them. No, listen, I begin to eat them. I had to eat them first. I had to ingest them. All right? I was confessing, yes, but I was ingesting the word. Now, now then what happened? Those scriptures on debt freedom replicated themselves in my life. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. The, one of the main scriptures we use was in the book of Psalm. I read it this morning, and it says, you bring out those that are bound by chains. So, so if God brings out those that are bound by chains, and, and, and I am uh, ingesting that, I'm feeding on that, how can I stay bound when God says, I bring out those that are bound by chains? And so then when you speak to your finances and you say, I declare that we're out of debt, our needs are met, we got plenty more to put in store, I declare that there's no debt in our life, I declare that my family is debt free, you're saying it not just trying to make something happen, you're saying it from your spirit out of a storehouse of the Word of God and the living, living Word of God that's in you is entering into that situation and it's producing debt freedom. Oh, glory. Because the very moment you spoke those words over your finances, debt began to be eradicated. It began to be weakened. It began to be taken away. Well, I didn't see it. Doesn't matter. the word is supernatural. That's what was happening. Charles Capps used to say this. He'd say, when you're speaking to your mountain, he said, you might get up in the morning and that mountain doesn't look like it's weakened. And you might get up in a week and it doesn't look like that mountain is weakening. He said, but then you go to the, the kitchen window one day and pull back the curtains and the mountain's gone. He said, see that whole time you were speaking the word of God, the word of God was hollowing out that mountain from the inside. You couldn't see where it was happening and where it was weakening, but one day it all just fell apart. When you start speaking the Word of God over your life and over your circumstances, you may not see an an evidential working of the Word immediately, but it's working because the Bible says the power of God is active. It's alive. It's working. And then the Bible says the power of God is the Word of God. So when you begin to speak the Word of God, it's working right now. It's changing things right now because the Word will work to replicate itself in your life and to bring your life to a picture of what the Word says. Glory to God. Do you see that? The Bible says, talks about the word and says, happy is the man that finds wisdom. Now, that's, that, my, my pastor says that scripture is about him. Happy is the man that finds wisdom. But think about it. So when I find, where's wisdom found? In the word. So when I find the word, what, what happens to me? I become happy. It will replicate itself in my life. Think about that. The Bible says that we understand the worlds were framed by the Word of God. So when you frame something, you're not framing something you don't want. You're framing what you want. So that means the Word of God will work to cause your life to be what you want and what the Word says it can be. That's how I know we can live above sickness. That's how I know we can live above poverty. That's how I know we can live above depression, oppression. That's why I know that we can live a life with good marriages and a good family and happiness and joy and peace because all those things are in the Word of God. Oh, hallelujah. In uh, James 1 and 21... Brother Hagin was concerned one time. He said they were not seeing signs in, in, in the church that he was the pastor of. And the Lord told him, all you have to do is preach the word, and I'll do it. The signs will follow. And you know, Brother Hagin, he, he talked about how he told the Lord, I was a stickler. I'm, Lord, now, I'm a stickler for the word. Lord, you kind of hit me a low blow. I'm a, I'm a stickler for the word, Right? And, and the Lord said, well, you need to examine what you're preaching. And Brother Hagin said he began to examine it. And he said, I found that I was preaching 60% word, 30% tradition, and about 10% unbelief. And he said, that's, that's when I figured that out. The Amen. That, that first one, 30% tradition, that's what I believe gets people a lot. I know unbelief's a problem, but tradition. There are people that quote the word out of tradition. There are people that say things out of tradition. You know, we in Word of Faith circles, we have our tradition just like everybody else has their tradition. There are Word of Faith people, they wouldn't say anything negative because it's our tradition. They wouldn't have a bad confession because it's our tradition. They've not found in the Word yet why they shouldn't have a negative confession, or why they shouldn't say something negative. It's just our tradition. Tradition has no power. Jesus said the tradition would make the Word of God of no effect. Amen. I don't speak negative because the Bible says I will have what I say. I don't speak negative because the Bible says life and death are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. Hallelujah. In other words, whatever I give power to by my tongue is what I'm going to have a whole heap and bowl full of. You understand? So that's why you watch what you say. And, and, and when you do what the Word says and you're only saying those things that you truly desire, and you're only saying those things that line up with the Word of God, what will happen? You'll begin to see those things in your life. Why? Well, because I was positive. No, because the Word replicated it in your life. The Word produced it in your life. James 1.21 says, Concerning the word, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness, being grafted word, which is able to save your soul. Moffat says, which roots itself inwardly with power to save your souls. So the word has the power inherent within it to save, which means to heal or preserve, to be or to make whole the soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. Pastor Michelle calls it your thinker, your chooser, and your actor. Amen. And notice what it said it will do. It will save, it will make whole, it will heal, it will preserve your life. The word, the engrafted word. Amen. John 8:32. You probably know this. It says you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. The truth, John 17, 17, says the word is truth. Psalm 119, verse 89, says, I consider all your precepts concerning all things to be right. They're truth. Over and over again, we see the word, the Bible referred to as the truth. And notice, Jesus said it was the truth or the word that would make one free. Laying on of hands is important. It's it's a biblical doctrine. It's one of the six foundational doctrines of the church. The laying on of hands. Binding and loosing are important. Knowledge of the word is more important. Knowledge of the word is more important. Hallelujah. There, there, There are things in my life that I've just used the Word to get free of, and I don't need anybody to help me with them because I use the Word to be free of them. But here's my attitude about the Word of God. If I see it in the Word, that's how it's supposed to be in my life. Hallelujah. When when you look at any area of your life, amen, when you look at your Christian walk, it's not supposed to be up and down, It's not supposed to be like a roller coaster. It's not supposed to be feel real powerful one day. Don't feel powerful today. It's right over and over again. You see people do that. That's not how it's supposed to be. Now, obviously, we're not moved by how we feel. And and I've taught at at length on that. That, you know, some days you get up and, and people say, well, I just, I don't know that I feel saved. Well, how does feeling saved feel? I mean, you're not always going to get up every day and feel like you're on the top of the mountain. But you are because the Bible says you are. But what do people begin to do? They begin to give voice to those feelings. I just feel dry. I just feel cold. I just feel like I'm not close to God like I used to be. And I just, hallelujah. Can you pray with me? Pastor, can you pray with me? Brother, can you pray with me? Sister, can you pray with me? I need my walk with God back where it used to be. I can't pray you into that. Nobody can pray you into that. That's a decision you have to make. But you have to start here. Did the Bible say he would never leave you or forsake you? Did it say he would would never abandon you? It said there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Jesus said, "I am with you always, even unto the end of the world." Now think about that. How far away can somebody be that's with you? How far away from them can you be? Hallelujah! Today, Michelle and I had an event at Lily School. Uh, they'd been doing a fundraiser for their school, and they were all excited. They had exceeded their goal by like $16,000, and uh, uh, they, every year they have a, a glow run. Uh, we all support the school booster-thon. We support the school, and then they, they have a glow run for uh, certain age groups, and then they have a color run for the older age groups. In the last two years, uh, Lily has been in uh, the glow run. She's got one more year in the glow run. Hallelujah. Here's my point. Pastor Michelle was with me all morning. Amen. We were sitting in the car together. We stood on the sideline of the run together. I mean, I was holding her hand, had my arm around her. How do you think she would have felt if I'd have looked at her and said, I just feel so distant from you. I just feel like my relationship's not where it should be. I just feel cold. I feel like I feel like I'm distant from you. I know what my wife has said. You better check yourself because I'm right here. Amen. Now that's a, that's that's a, an elementary example. But I, I remember one time I had a man in the church that uh, I remember one time he came up for prayer. And I went to pray for him, and, and he said, he looked at me, and just with this very pained expression on his face, he said, I just feel so cold. I feel so away from God. I feel so, well, he was a born-again believer. He said, well, well, what did you do? Well, I couldn't pray that he'd have a close relationship with God because that's up to him. I had to pray and say, Lord, help him see that you haven't went anywhere, that you're with Him, that you're right there with Him, that you're just as close to Him as you've ever been. Amen. I don't know if it helped Him, but we prayed biblically. We prayed right. This is so important. The the Bible says, I I don't want to get, I'm not getting off on this, but I want you to see something. The Bible says That if you are away from God, you have to draw nigh to him, and he'll draw nigh to you. Right? I have to make the the effort. I have to make. So there are things that people want prayer for that they're going to have to use the word for. Hallelujah. In, In 2 Peter chapter 1, 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. It says, According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that's called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Notice, it was through the divine power of God that we were given the Word of God. The divine power of God that we were given the Word of God. And Peter states that it's through the Word of God that we become partakers of the divine nature. Now think about that. Only the Word of God has the power to cause a man or a woman To become a partaker of the divine nature of God. So when I partook of the Word, I became a partaker of God's divine nature. The Word. Nobody can lay hands on you and cause you to be a partaker of the divine nature. Only the power of God, only the Word can do that. The Word is so supernatural, it has the ability to reproduce itself in our lives. And this new life comes by means of the Word. The Holy Spirit had to have an avenue to get the life of God on the inside of our hearts. And that avenue, that channel was the Word of God. Somebody preached the word you heard the word and the word of God opened the channel for the life of God to come into your life hallelujah the word planted in our hearts is the means of spiritual life the word and so and so Jesus said in John 6 he said the words that I speak unto you they are spirit and they are life. And so that's why when you're looking at, for instance, your, uh, your finances, and maybe your finances were not what they should have been. Maybe they're not what they should be. But you start declaring the word over your finances. I have abundance and no lack. I have given, so it's given unto me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. God causes men to give into my bosom. All my need is supplied according to his riches in glory. I have all sufficiency in all things, and I do abound unto every good work. Christ was made poor so that I through his poverty might be rich. Amen. I have brought all the tithe into the storehouse. And because of that, my God has opened the windows of heaven. And has poured out upon me a blessing that there's not room enough to receive. And the devourer is rebuked for my sake. And I'll not have lack, insufficiency, or financial dilemmas in any way, shape, or form in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. What begins to happen? Your finances begin to take on that shape. They begin to take on that that form. That you, you have all sufficiency in all things. And you abound to every. What's happening? The word's reproducing itself. The word's reproducing itself. The word's reproducing itself. I've had people come and say, Pastor, would you pray with me about my finances? Pray for my finances. And sometimes the question is, well, what, what are we praying about? Well, we just need more money. We just need more. Well, I'm, I'm not making light of that situation, but here's, here's, here's the circumstance. I can't lay hands on anybody and just make their finances change. I don't know if they're giving. I don't know if they're tithing. I don't know if they're working the Word. I don't know if they're diligent on their job. I don't know if they have a budget. I don't know if they watch what they spend. You understand? I have to, when you begin to work the Word of God... I've told people over the years this that very often you'll ask God about your finances and he'll show you how to make out a budget. Amen. I've I've had people talk about, you know, how the Lord the Lord helped them see that they weren't on the right job. They needed a better job. And what came with a better job? More money. Well, what was that? The word reproducing itself in their lives. Amen. But people say, I just, I just want you to pray with me about my finances. I can agree with you that God will give you an answer. I can agree with you for a return on your seed. But I can't just lay hands on you and believe for your finances to get better when I don't know what level of the word that person is working or what's what's happening in their lives, what they're speaking into the spirit realm. Amen. Because the word is the change agent. The emphasis must be on the word. Got to emphasize the word of God. Remember he said, Brother Hagin said, you have to be thoroughly word-based. Now, think about that for a moment. Thoroughly word-based. Oh, hallelujah. See, that colors every area of your life. So it's, it's not only things like we're talking about finances and, and health and things of those that nature. It's keeping your mind uncluttered with the things of the world. The Lord said to me one time, he said, you cannot expect to listen to the same things the world listens to and then expect not to think the world's thoughts and you cannot expect to think the world's thoughts and then expect not to take the world's actions that may be elementary right but but the bible says concerning the things going on in the world it says it says not to even speak of them he said it's a shame to even talk about it scripture over and over again talks about what we should put in front of our eyes and what we should not put in front of our eyes what we should let in our ears and what we should not let in our ears here's the thing when you violate that you make you set yourself as as being void of the power of the word working in your life. You cannot quote the verse that says, uh, uh, do not be anxious about anything. And right on the other hand, be filling your mind with anxious thoughts and thoughts of worry and words of defeat and words of worry. And what are we going to do? And everything's falling apart. You need, you negate the working power of the word of God. But right on the other hand, When you're declaring the word, I'll not take any anxious thoughts saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, wherewithal shall we be clothed? My heavenly Father knows we have need of all these things, and I seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things are added to me. And then you won't worry no matter what's going on. Why? The power of the word of God is reproducing itself in your life. Hallelujah. It's mounting guard. Remember that's what the scripture said? That you cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Amen. See, I have something to do with this. That's the power in the word. Amen. Amen. I've, I've had people tell me over the years, Pastor, you're, you're always the same. You never seem to worry about anything. That would violate the Word. For me to worry would violate the Word. See, you, are we thoroughly Word-based? Because the Word says, do not worry. Do not be anxious. Do not be careful. Take no thought Saying. Is that what it says? So then to do that would violate the word. But you'll hear Christians say, well, you know, I'm just concerned. I'm just worried. It just bothers me. That's a violation of the word. Can God keep you? He can, can he? As a matter of fact, Peter says we are kept by the power of God. What is the power of God? The Word of God. I'm kept by the Word of God. Amen. And so you can't just come up and have hands laid on you because you're worrying. Well, I got these, these thoughts bombarding my mind, and I, and I just, I, please pray for me that, that, that they'll go away. Well, you might get some temporary relief, and I've taught on that. Sometimes you need help. You need a, 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 a boost. You need a foothold to get you going in the right direction. But after I lay hands on you, you got to go get in the Word and live the Word. Once that mental bombardment has been stopped, now you have to keep it stopped. How do you do that? By the Word of God. By the Word of God. Amen you know i uh with our house, part of our our contract is uh you know we have a, a termite inspection every year, and uh, of course we 're redeemed from termites, so there 'll never be a problem. but the point is is uh the young man came out, very nice young man and and we were walking around the house, and I asked him something i said I, I just want you to look at something I said, i know." our contract doesn't cover our deck. I said, but I had a, uh, an issue right here. And I said, I just want to make sure it's not termites. I said, I need to get it replaced, but I want to make sure it's not termites because here's the thing. If I, if I just replace this one part and it's termites, there's probably damage somewhere else that I don't know about. And he said, yeah, I'll come look at it. And so he came and and he looked at it and, uh, he asked me, he said, is this untreated wood? And I said, I believe that is. I believe it is. And uh, it was there with the house, obviously. And he, he began to look at it and kind of peeled it apart. And he said, no. He said, I don't see any pathways of termites. He said, uh, you know, I see different bugs in there. He said, but no, I just believe there's some water gotten here, and, and that's it. Well, you know, I'm going to replace that. But here's the thing. Now, see, I got some help there. No, it's not termites. This is what you need to do. I'm going to replace that, and then, you know, I'm going to put a sealant on it, a water sealant, right? Why? Because I'm going to replace it. I'm going to bring it back to where it needs to be, and then I'm going to do something to prevent the damage from occurring again. Amen. Laying on of hands is right. We have always done it. We will always do it. I will lay hands on anybody and their brother, all right, that wants me to lay hands on you. But I've got to this place in my ministry that if laying hands on you is not the answer, I will tell you. I'll pray with you about anything. I'll agree with you about anything. But to just lay hands on you about that is not the answer. You're going to have to get in the Word, and you're going to have to keep that thing off of you in the name of Jesus. You're going to have to do it. Hallelujah. That's so important. Glory to God. And so when the Word of God is applied, it goes to the core. Even if you get, listen, we've talked about this for years where healing is concerned. If you have hands laid on you and you're instantly healed, you're going to have to get in the Word and stay healed. Well, I just believe if you're healed, you can't lose it. Well, you can. I've seen it, number one, over the years, and there are scriptures that talk about you holding fast to what you have so you don't slip, so you don't lose it. You can lose Something that has been given to you by God. How do you hold on to the word? I continually exercise the word. When you believe the word, the life of God came on the inside of you. The key was that you believed it. That's what the first, the first scripture we read in Second uh, Thessalonians about the superhuman power of God. It said it's working in you that believe. It's working in you that believe. That's a good place for you to tell your neighbor, I believe the word. Say that again. I believe the word. That, that's the key. Hallelujah. Folks, I'm telling you, every, the things that are going on in the world, I've been quoting this scripture ever since we face these challenges. The Bible says, that when darkness covers the land, even gross darkness. He said, Arise and shine, for the light is come, and the glory of the Lord will fill the earth. I'm telling you, you watch. I'm I'm not even talking about a political shift. I'm telling you, there's a lightning coming. But I am going to tell you this by the Holy Ghost, and you do whatever you want to do with it, that there are people that are going to be removed out of power. And I don't know if it's the person or the people that you're thinking about because the Lord has not necessarily given me a specific indication. But I do know that. I know that beyond the shadow of a doubt. And here's what else I know. People that are standing on the Word are going to be just fine. Going to be just fine. Why? Because you're on the Word. And the Word is the power of God unto salvation. Hallelujah. You should say this out loud. The Word... Alive with the power of God is within me, making me a partaker of the life and nature of God. Oh, hallelujah. It's in you right now. It's in you right now. It's in you right now. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for the word of God that's gone forth with power and authority to change and to replicate itself in the lives of your people. And Father, we pray for everyone under the sound of our voice that they would receive the word, that they would make the word their anchor, that they would make the word their foundation, and that victory would be the result. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen.